Monday. How about that episode of Game of Thrones last night? Or Game of Thrones last night? <laughs> it was amazing. Very good episode of, of Game of Thrones. Brought to you by HBO.com. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was clever. What was most clever about last night's episode was how, when it went from, you know how the show's open with the static? It just stayed static for an hour. <laughs> it did. It was, it was unbelievable. I expected there to be more, but... It was revolutionary, really. I think what you're forgetting to mention, Eric, is your poignant review in 140 Characters Less of Liberace's new film. Uh, you know, I'm watching it. Um, I, I have it saved, so I have, I have yet to watch it. Uh, stuff came up last night. All right, so Eric just spoiled the surprise, everybody. We're actually just recording this on Sunday because there is no episode of Game of Thrones tonight. No. You're hearing this on Monday. Ah, uh, we're here. We're all here. Game of Thrones may take a break, but Game of Thrones certainly doesn't. It does not take You're a damn break. right. <laughs> Selena is celebrating things with her uncle right now, so we thought, why not bring in some of our favorites to the show? The boys are here again, like you heard last Friday. Micah is here. Hello. Eric is here. I don't know why I'm interested. Hi there. <laughs> God damn it. Marco, talk. You're here, Marco. Everybody's been waiting for you. I'm here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I've heard you've been mentioning me on every episode since, so... Good to be back. <laughs> An episode is not complete without a Marco mention. Thank you, guys. It's really audience demand. It is. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just filling a need. Winter himself, Phil has came. Winter Phil is here. Yes, he is here. I don't even really know. Like we have we have things to talk about, but it almost feels empty on a Monday episode not to have something to gush about immediately because we record after it airs, and so now we're just like, hi, it's Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, for four of us. Do we know um, now, Marco. Phil? Phil and Marco, we didn't get to talk to you about this yet, um, yeah. but Micah had some theories about why they did take this weekly break. Do you guys? Do you know perhaps any you know definitive reason why there was this gap this Sunday without an episode? I guess partially because last year they aired the Blackwater, the ninth episode of season two, uh, on the Sunday before Memorial Day, and the ratings went down pretty significantly. Oh. Um, so I think that's part of it. Although I also think that with so many people doing stuff on a holiday weekend, not able to catch the episode right away. And um, episode nines in particular always being a pretty momentous episode. I don't think HBO wants to risk people being spoiled. Right. Yeah. And another thing is they wanted to air the Liberace movie before a deadline for yes. the awards, right? So that's also the reason. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> Well, props to everyone that's still listening on Monday, even though there was no episode. You're here with us. It feels like a tight-knit family. Family duty Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my, my new theory was really that, that social media could prep their servers for the Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's probably going to get crazy. I don't even know what's going to happen. But all I know is that since we started Game of Owns, we're on episode 102 right now. And ever since the beginning, I've had Micah in my ear going, hey, Red Wedding. <laughs> Red wedding and so here it's going to be here next week uh people listening shouldn't google that term so don't don't look it up and Please wait wait until up. next week actually don't even watch the episode next week just listen to our <laughs> podcast <laughs> we'll fill you on everything that happened everything mike has been saying is gonna be a doozy what if they just left it out micah and they just left it to the <laughs> opener of next season <laughs> oh if, if that's the case then i don't know what to tell you but uh i i feel pretty confident that they're not going to leave it out I have bad news for book fans. Uh, word from a source that I won't mention is that the red wedding is actually going to be green this year. So it's going to ruin a lot of things. <laughs> well, well, Phil, I mean, do you have my back at least that, that it's a doozy? Of course. I mean. See, see Phil said yeah. it. So now it's not just me. 
Okay. Uh-oh. So now you have – he's a legitimate source, okay? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. whatever you want to call me. Phil, Phil is the man <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. So same it's thing true. with Marco. Marco, you agree? Uh, I do. I do. Can't be more See, legitimate than that. International confirmation. <laughs> oh, wow. Bringing it to you live here. Well, actually, we're not live, but we could be one day. That's actually a plan. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, it's it's a doozy. Would you say it's a game changer? Yes. 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 So the game the game becomes changed after this. Mm-hmm. It'll so that is the definition of a game changer. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of submissions recently, not only from high up promotional people that would like us to talk about something, but also from more of from you guys through Twitter and email and such things like that. But I hear a lot of buzz about this thing that Jimmy Fallon's doing called the Game of Desks. You guys been watching this? No. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it. We figured, why not watch this together for the first time? Because none of us have seen it yet. We've been waiting for the show because, hey, there's something to bring you guys here on this Monday. Game of Desks, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? I watch Game of Thrones. Here at Late Night, we can't I get do. enough of it, uh, <laughs> which is an interesting coincidence because it turns out that our office is actually a lot like the world in Game of Thrones. This is pretty cool that swords, Late Night is doing something fur. about this show that we like and the books Lots that we like. Jimmy Fallon's getting old. It's hard to believe because of how normal and peaceful everything seems right now. But let me show you what I mean. Here, check out our latest Late Night digital original. This is Game of Desks. <laughs> Game of Desks. Game of Desks. Digital original. Everybody's doing these. <laughs> oh. I like Another the non-copyrighted music. Rockefeller. <laughs> Rockefeller. We play football in this garden. <laughs> this is really cool. A lot of effort. Oh, the chairs. Uh, yeah. Nicely That's done. Love the chairs. The microphone is the sun. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So do you guys think this is Littlefinger or Ned? Hmm. It's Jimmy Fallon. Is this going to be about like how Jimmy Fallon is going to be the Tonight Show host and they're like duking it out or something? Or probably Seth Meyers is taking his spot and is that the desk they're fighting over? I think so. Oh, that makes good sense. I hope Conan's no Conan would definitely not be in it. <laughs> that would be cool. Though. Did you... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you guys see the banners when he walked in the building? Yeah, the lions on the wall. Yeah. Did you see the wolf or the dog? Yeah. There's a I need to see if I can actually see them filming this because grace, I worked down the block. We have a, a bit of a, a situation. Uh-oh. What is it, Higgins? I can well, hear his slippers. One of the writers of the Late Night's Watch. His jokes about Wait, the, the, the Late Night's Watch. <laughs> yeah. Read this. They even have a weirwood tree in the background there? Yeah. The red leaves. I read that Anthony Weiner is running for mayor of New York City. The Big Apple, more like the Big Banana. What is this rubbish? As I said, his jokes, they are weak. Who are you calling weak? You're the one without any balls. No, no, no. He's not your grace. I literally have no balls. I lost them in a boar hunting accident years ago. But I keep them in this sack. Oh, I like how they just put a few characters around. That's funny. Pardon the interruption, Your Grace. Hydroelectricity. But been a pigeon from the floor of six. Thank you, woman. Now back to your fornicating. The floor of right six. Away, your grace. <laughs> back to your fornicating. <laughs> 
There's some hardcore swordplay back there. Yeah. <laughs> Studio 6B is under siege. An enemy has laid claim to the Iron Desk. Sweeps are coming. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I must confront this usurper. I'm going down at once. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> the scripts, just... That's the Hodor of scripts, right there. Pushing the barrel. Well, yeah. You guys know what it is. <laughs> That's the thing about the Iron Desk. Someone always wants to sit there, so you can never really feel secure, even if you think the desk is yours. Well, fancy meeting you here, Fallon. <laughs> it is the head writer. Prince Firecrotch, I must order you to vacate my desk at once. Rockefeller is my kingdom. Well, my good man, I'm afraid you did not call a seat save. Our remotes. So this desk is mine now. More Snapple! Silence, oh, are those, is his sigil the puppy? Before I left that seat, I call Saces. You I know think it I is. A yellow puppy on a well, late blue field. Meet. <laughs> Who's your seat? I call Quitsies on my Saces. Stamp it. I call Anti-Quitsies on your Saces. Double stamp it. You cannot call Anti-Quitsies You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't. No Starties, no Quitsies, regardless of if the Saces have been stamped or double stamped. Well, I put my jacket down. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that seals it. Yeah, that's the deal. <gasps> the hall. The hall. Oh no. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm assuming this is the roots. What does this say? Yeah, this is There's a wall nice. for the iron desk. So cool. This is very cool. It will make no difference. <laughs> what do you mean? It's pretty good acting, honestly. Seriously. Away. The legend says she will arrive. It'd be great one if they actually incorporated the, the Game of Thrones actors into this. I don't know if they have or not. Oh, that would be so cool. Peacocks. Spoiler: They haven't. <laughs> River of Hudson. I've drank that river, actually. Oh, don't ever do it, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> Just think. Soon the rest of my peacock shall hatch. And they shall carry me across the water to claim the iron desk. The peacocks for NBC. Everyone shall like Drogo the hut? Or what is he? <laughs> oh, my That's awesome. <laughs> I think this is traditional Dothraki, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure David yeah, Peterson translated. Yeah, yeah. Nightborn Falgarian. Lots of good work. And I shall ride my peacocks across the sky. He looks like a little child of Jogo and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I shall grab the cock and go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of CGI in that budget right there. <laughs> Jonathan, come on up with something. I can see your dinklage as clear as day. <laughs> Enough of this lunacy. I must take back the desk. There's only one way to settle this. Firecrunch! The only way we can resolve this like man is with the game of stone parchment daggers. Do you accept? 
Stone parchment dagger. You're going down, Falbo. I'd love Stone to play this. Stone parchment dagger, shoot. Tie. Parchment. Stone parchment dagger, shoot. Stone. Tie. <laughs> Gotta have some nudity. Parchment dagger, shoot. Dagger cuts parchment. Off with his head. <gasps> no, not again. <laughs> Please show the shot from behind his neck. Please. James Thomas Fallon, I hereby sentence you to no longer have a head. <laughs> Is Danny going to save him? <laughs> Is Danny gonna ride in on her peacock and save him? I hope so. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's still naked. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> oh, he... he missed. My bad. <laughs> I'm alive. That's the deal. I'm still alive. <laughs> you get one shot of it. Yep. Okay, now I have no idea. Alright, now he's off from cannon. Yeah, I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah, this is a true mystery. Fallon is still alive. And now House Falgarian is plotting an attack against House Firecrotch. A Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. I mean one thing. The real true late night air is approaching. We shall arrive in February of Art 14. Hello and good evening. Seth Meyers. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Very cool. Hello, and welcome to Late Night with Seth Meyers. <laughs> Very cool stuff. I like this. Western Ghost. Uh oh. Leno. <laughs> Western Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very, very cool. That was that's pretty awesome. Neat. Well, they beat us to the punch, guys. We were going to make our own spoof, but it's like they, they beat us to the punch. They have the roots, though, so they kind of went up on us. That, yeah, that was pretty cool. The roots and the Xbox view. That's a pretty funny, like, uh, what was that? Like, a, they used a skit, and it was an advertisement at the same time for the next host of Late Night. Yeah, it's true, unless Jay Leno decides he wants to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> Screw everything over <laughs> one more time. They're going to they're gonna pull a barristan on him. They're going to be like, listen, man. For the second time, your king has died. We're just going to have to... You're, you're dismissed. Gone now. You're too old. Yeah, I'd have to say the own of that digital original has to go to uh, Drogo the Hut. <laughs> yes, yes. Very good, very good. Well, listen, we have to give much thanks. There's too many names to name off, but a lot of you guys have sent that our way. That was the first time I've seen it. Um, and Mark, we only managed to spoil one thing while we watched it. So I'd say all in all, that was pretty successful. Oh, well... You asked about it, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well if, if that's the case, Eric, ask away about what happened uh, at the um, wedding. Okay. <laughs> no, oh. no, don't. Oh, God. No, but I mean, we've been hearing for ages, getting on with this, um, that th you know, this is the season. So is it the season because of what's coming up? Or were there other, like, is this, I guess I'm asking the high point of the series you're going to, or the season you're going to say is what's coming up next? Or do you think that if for some reason it, it happens to not be in this season, which please ignore the reports you've read either way, um, do you think the season would stand on its own without this event? I think the season's been pretty strong so far. I think this event would just 
add to an already strong season. That being said, next season is going to have even more crazy and awesome stuff. So really, yeah, mayhem. Yeah, yeah, surely they're they're leaving still a lot of things to cover uh, in season four. That's also from a storm of swords, mm-hmm. and I anticipate that these two seasons, three and four, are both going to be pretty mind blowing and pretty intense and and exciting stuff. Yeah, this third season combines probably the best things of the first and the second. So the second added even more of this epic feel and the cinematography was just awesome. Uh, and this third season is at least on that same level, if not better. And the storylines seem stronger than they were in the second season. So it's really the best combination possible. We haven't really had much of a chance to catch up with you um, on what's been happening so far, Marco, because I think we had you on the first episode. Yeah, on the very first one. Right. So for you guys wondering, maybe a refresher, Marco is actually Hear Me Roar from WinnerIsComing.net. And I think the three of us were actually wondering earlier before we started recording your initial sort of overarching thoughts of the season so far and kind of like the high moments and what you think really stands out. And maybe there's probably a few things that has got you really pissed off being a book reader. Yeah, well, actually not so much this season. So they didn't, I feel they haven't missed any of the big moments, any chances that uh, they had of creating something special. And they, they just nailed the, the end of the, the fourth episode, right? With Danny freeing the slaves. So that, that was amazing. So that, that was probably up till now the high point of the season for me and for, for many viewers as well. And in terms of overall thoughts, yeah, as, as I said, it combines really good storytelling with uh, amazing visuals. What did you? What were your thoughts about the uh, the Gendry change that we saw? Um, I think it's a very smart move combining two plot lines and just one strong character. So it, it's it's a logical choice and quite in the vein of what uh, they've done with the adaptation so far. And there's, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Perhaps they could have managed to sell the uh, point of Melisandre knowing about Gendry and getting to him and finding him a bit better, let's say. Make it more explicit how she did that, just mention that she saw it in the flames or so on. Uh, but apart from that, it's, it's, it's a good move. It makes it stronger. It ties several uh, plot lines together. Which, which is what maybe the show's been missing a little bit. If we feel a bit uh, isolated, and it's like each of the plot lines feels a bit isolated sometimes. And this, the more there are of these connections, the better. Yeah, yeah I, I pretty much agree with that. And and it's just been a cool change in general, especially the the chance when when we got to see. Melisandre and Thoros kind of interact and talk a little that bit. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, even for someone who's read the books, like something like that never happened in the books where you have two kind of um, followers of the Lord of Light, two red priests, a red priest and a red priestess kind of interacting. And, and, and that was really cool to see. I'm a fan in general when shows like this decide to kind of take the gumption to break the fourth wall in a sense, not between the, the viewer and the show, but to give us moments within the show where we would never expect things like that to happen. And when when she told Gendry, Hey, you're Robert's bastard. Like, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know how soon that was going to happen, but mm. now he now automatically like already he, he knows his, his lineage. And that's been a secret since season one, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. He's just like, you've been uh, staying with people who didn't want to spoil things, but uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Here, you're <laughs> right. Robert's bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you're my bastard son. <laughs> She's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, bastard, what's up? <laughs> well, I feel like a part of the show is um, we we see so many different characters and it moves so quickly. Eric made a joke last episode. He made a joke on Friday's episode talking about the last episode of Game of Thrones that we had. All right, let's not get confused here. Where we got to be inside of the wedding and see an extended version of the show that we already see where the scenes are longer. And um, I really enjoyed the depth that they put into the set of the wedding that they had inside of Baylor. I thought that was great and beautiful and it was less jumpy, but I feel like when we have these quickly paced scenes trying to get so many characters in, the direct effect of that would be so many things aren't visited. I'm thinking of all of the times that Arya and Gendry were traveling before they got to Harrenhal and how many great opportunities she had to tell him about her being a highborn, which obviously that doesn't make any sense in the story, but us as viewers, I'm watching and I'm thinking, ah, if he only knew if these people like, just tell us, I want to see what happens, like how these people scramble and how they react to things like this. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like next week, if it's as big as everybody has been saying, and Micah is so excited about getting to talk about certain things on the show. Like, I feel like this is something that you and Selena have been waiting to talk about <laughs> since we even dreamed up the show. After next week, I'm excited to see just how many walls are breaking down because I feel like it's going to pivot us to even another pivotal point within the show, which we've already had like twice with Ned's death and with Blackwater being right. successful for the Lannisters, you know? Well, if you're able to comprehend thought after the episode, I look forward to having that discussion. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm we telling you, man, these lead-ins, these lead-ins nice. are from another planet, I'm telling you. Well, I actually liked – if Phil brought this up before, like we keep talking about Red Wedding, Red Wedding, Red Wedding, but there is so much more that happens in Storm of Swords and a lot of that will be seen probably in season four at this point. But there are so many other – like in scale, they don't – equate with the red wedding but they're they're just as important and there's there's a lot of reveals there's a lot of events that take place that you know we're we're going to be waiting and and probably having this conversation similar to the lead up to the red wedding about you know these events for next season i can't wait to talk about this i can't wait to talk about that i feel Mm -hmm. like there's so much of that that happens in this book in particular but not as much in in the books after this. Like it's not like I'm. It's, this is like the thing I feel like everybody has been waiting to talk about. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, there's a few. I think there's a few um, pretty big moments in um, books four and five. Uh, they're a bit more. They're a bit more spread out though. It was just like right. book three was just like packed with like all these crazy events and you know game changing events. Like like we said. Yeah, George just went off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those are always the fun kind of fun ones to talk about with um, and get reactions to, uh, immediate reactions from people that don't know what's coming. So it was a great choice that they uh, decided to do two full seasons based on the book. It, it couldn't have worked uh, in terms of pacing or in, well, in any other way. You couldn't cram everything into 10 episodes. Just, it would fail. Yeah, yeah, we definitely wouldn't have had anything like last week's episode, like episode eight where it just we spent so much time on only like three sets of characters i watched it again last night and just how much time we got to spend with these characters to see them react to see them grow to see their thought processes happen it's not like we haven't gotten that before but in in so much 
like we really haven't had that kind of an episode before where it was very relaxing and kind of you could just enjoy the slow pace and you know really see these actors get to 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 show off their craft yeah definitely. it's definitely important and I'm, and I'm glad that they were able to to do that because i'm sure within this and i'm thinking of several other book adaptations that i've seen go straight to film it's been one of the great advantages that thrones has had because we are episodic right now and we do have the ability to give this wedding more of a look and we'll probably have that ability next week as well but i'm thinking about for example taking lord of the rings to screen how many damn things you have to leave out like tom bombadil for example gone completely from the film but here, episodically, we're able to, to visit a lot of those things, which is really great. And I, I'm, I'm pretty glad they didn't decide just to do movies. What seems to be a, a big point of discussion, too, for this particular episode is that you know it's not similar to Blackwater in that with Blackwater, we spent the entire episode there. Uh, with The Red Wedding, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It seems like there's a lot of other things. Well, maybe not a lot, but there's a few other things that are packed into this episode, so you're not going to spend the entire time there it should be a, a an interesting dynamic um, because it is such a, a big plot point. The one question that doesn't have to do with the Red Wedding that I want to learn in episode nine, because I don't want to wait another week for it. We've already waited two weeks by that point, is to find out if Sam really did pick up that dagger or if he <laughs> left it there. <laughs> did you guys notice this? He totally, I watched it again last night. It's like an aerial view. You see the daggers like, 10 feet the other direction, and then he grabs Gilly and leaves. And I think he leaves the only way to kill the White Walkers. He leaves it behind. Just follow the crows. Yeah, I know. This but what good time. is one dagger going to do against an army of White Walkers? Just the fact that they have the knowledge that something can kill it, then they can go out and find more daggers. You ever seen Sauron fight, you just, man? You just have to find one less dagger then. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's that, this is what it is. Well, what's that? Okay, what's it look like? Do we have anything that looks like that? You know, he, he, he it's uh, dagger zero, you know, patient zero. It's, it's item X. It's <laughs> item X. Are and you he saying, totally dropped it. It's like those scenes in horror movies where they, they kill the guy that's after them and then they leave like the gun or the knife right by his hand and he wakes up and takes, and yeah, takes and it. Goes, He's going to be really pissed down. off. Yeah, yeah. How would you like Let's to leave the stabbed evidence. with an obsidian blade? <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's what they need to do. This is the best defense mechanism against an army of attackers of these kinds of people. We've got a whole array of grandpas headed toward us. What do we do? Mason jars, okay, halfway filled with shards of obsidian. We'll get Danny to help us out. She'll melt the beaches like we talked about before. Yeah. yeah. So halfway filled with obsidian, the other, the rest of it filled in the cracks of the obsidian and all the way to the top of the jar will be wildfire, okay? We'll Ooh. light them like Molotov cocktails and we'll throw them into the field and they'll explode and it'll just kill everyone with that shards of obsidian. That is the coolest idea you've yet had. <laughs> Let me just yeah. say that. Well, but wait, again, with the dagger and why he didn't pick it up, like... It's not like there's just one White Walker. Like, sure, that guy was the prominent grandfather. But there are always going to be more. That weapon's going to be the weapon that keeps on giving if you just hold it and keep it with you (laughs) at all times. They're not going to – and the White Walkers, guaranteed, they still want that little boy. Right. Um, You know, so it it just – it didn't make any sense to me. And I want to find out. There better be Sam in this next episode going, damn it, I forgot the blade. Well, don't we have have Sam here? Can we ask him? (laughs) Sam, please. (laughs) What are your thoughts on the matter? Wait, he's he's taking a bathroom break, I think. Uh, Yeah, I think – Maybe he'll uh, he'll provide some insight in a little bit. But, yeah, he's uh, shitting himself because he forgot the blade. Well, no, <laughs> what would Phil, you do? Yeah, I mean, he's running for his life. You know, like he's scared. Take the one thing that can save your life that just did save your life. I I think it's this is being made more of than needs to be. And Phil Marco, yeah. you guys can jump in if you want. But 
I don't I don't feel like it's that it's it's not gonna have such an impact I don't either, in later yeah. episodes. I think he just left it because he was scared and he was running away. He didn't know who else was around or yeah. what else was around. And it, yeah. and it fits because Sam is, you know, bubbly. He's kind of a coward and, and you know, he did that thing in, in the heat of the moment, but then I'm sure he like panicked after that, right? And he just ran. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's what it was, yeah. They might address it. Right? They might, uh, yeah. Gilly, Gilly, Gilly might scold him for it, but I think I think it's not out of character for him to leave it there. Yeah. There's there's been right. a lot of times this season where people are like, "Why did this happen?" and no one said anything, and then the next very next episode is like they address that exact thing, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay. I guess if we just waited <laughs> another episode, we we didn't have to complain about it." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> one question I wanted to ask was, you know, for for you, Eric and Zach, what. What storylines are you looking to have some sort of resolution to by the end of this season? Like, is is there anything you're looking to see before this season wraps up? Uh, I want to see Theon get rescued. I think that's <laughs> that's fair to say. Um, or just to see him stop being tortured. Maybe learning the identity of his attacker. I want that by this season. And he's gonna start wearing slippers. Oddly, I want uh, I want to know what Gilly names her kid. Maybe she'll name it Obsidian, <laughs> despite despite Sam. <laughs> That's an exotic name. <laughs> Obsidian. Come here, Abby. <laughs> Abby. Abby. <laughs> I think I want to see Jamie. I want to see Jamie arrive wherever he's headed. King's Landing. I want to see him get there. I want to see what happens with him and how people react to his new injury. There's a certain thing that happens that a lot of people think might happen in season four because it doesn't happen until the end of A Storm of Swords, like the very, very end. And yeah. I'm hoping that they move it up to the end of this season. How about that? He's talking about his cameo appearance. Yeah, that's it. Listening. <laughs> no, but that's interesting. I think that's probably a, a fair guess that that could happen. I don't know. It just seems like they might be able to do something like that. So then they'd have to, but they'd have to find an equally good zinger for season four. That's then. true. That's true. It, that is it, true. It, it makes a nice season capper either way. But but yeah, I don't want to get too much into it to spoil spoil anyone. But it, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they end it on this season. I think it would make more sense thematically. Yeah, I think it would be effective. Yeah. There's a few questions as to where the the cutoff point will be for all these storylines. We I think by now we have some idea for for most of them, but there there's still some open questions, and that, that will be interesting for us to see. Yeah. I I agree with both of them. I I think that moving that up the basically the ending of book three to the ending of season three would I think it would be epic. We're talking so much about this new episode and conveniently Game of Thrones posted on Sunday of last week a nice little preview to what is to come and I hear that there's some really cool stuff in it. I have not actually watched it yet, so shall we? Yes. Let's do it. Take his home, take his gold. Eric, take what's your chess pieces? Chess. You can win those. On the next it's no threat. Killing crows, it's what we do. Oh. Uh -oh. Castle Black's already under attack. This is where we enter the city. Oh, wow. Perhaps you lead Grey Worm and me to the slaughter. I'm gonna put a sword through your eye and out the back of your skull. Oh, shit. Huh. No well, filch. But there was a little bit of a wedding in there. I saw a little bit of celebration. I can just see the hound when Arya says, I'm going to put a dagger in your eye and I'll be back in your skull. He's going to say, like, I'll give you one shot. And yeah. afterwards, I'll break both your hands and your knife. He's With only like, one eye. Where'd you get the dagger? <laughs> I, I like that it looks like um, Jorah Mormont isn't necessarily a fan of, 
I, I'm assuming it's Dario. Whoever's like planning the battle attack, he's like, oh, maybe you're just leading me and Grey Worm to the slaughter. Oh, right. man. A little bit of male competition. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's mm. uh, Barristan that's that's leading or proposing this plan that he thinks is suicide for him and, and Grey Worm, but I'll be interested Either to way, see. he sees battle, which is great. It's <laughs> yeah. not just some punk with a, uh, a, a flask this time, you know, right. full of poison or a jug. You know, it's actual actual battle. Jura, love it. I'm excited to yeah. see Barristan fight. Like, if there is going to be a fight and Danny's sending her troops out, I'm the one that's standing back to back with Barristan. Sell me. Like, I'm fighting with this dude. He's my partner for this battle. Yeah, agreed. I didn't see it in this trailer, but I've heard that there are shots of Bran warging in one of these previews. Whoa. He was in there. There was, was a, there? There was a split second, a split second. Oh shot. yeah, his yeah. eyes, okay, cool. his eyes go white. Now that's going to be cool to see. I'm excited to see their entire storyline play out. Oh, I think he's turning into a White Walker there. I just saw this. It's all because Sam forgot the blade. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill me now, we're, Sam. We're pinning everything on Sam. Um, so guys, like we just did, you know, we talked about the upcoming next Sunday's episode and. If you're familiar with this show, this podcast, you know that Wednesday we're doing a commentary. That'll be uh, season one, episode nine. And then Friday is your last chance. Friday's the last is another episode before it's before it's too late, before the episode finally is upon us. Um, so Friday's episode is going to be devoted to basically sourcing your comments and, you know, just what are you what you what are you what your guys thoughts are on what's coming, what you're excited for. Again, you know, even some of the questions we answered among ourselves on this show, uh, what you're looking forward to being resolved, what you hope is resolved before the end of this season. So things that came up during this season. And uh, basically, you can send that to us any one of three ways, as we've been talking about on every single episode. You can tweet at us, you can send us on Facebook, or even a longer email. Now, to all you book readers out there, you all know what happens. We all know that you know what happens, but there is a nice selection of people that still are unsullied, including myself and Eric. So if there are storylines that you're looking forward to getting resolved, go ahead and send those in. But as we all know, spoilers, let's let's make next Sunday huge and let's beat True Blood's ratings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, let's get the comments going on Wick. I know we never have to ask for the comments to be going on Wick. That's that's ah. just something that happens normally. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you guys are great. But yeah, let's let's just continue this discussion we've started it off on this monday we're going to continue it on friday leading up to the big episode episode nine i feel like nine is going to be bigger than the finale what do you guys think no comment i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think generally if you look at the trend over the over the last few seasons nine has been bigger than 10 yes 10 kind of kind of i guess wraps things up and maybe sets things up for the following season it's the falling action yeah so yeah. so if they follow that format then then yeah, I guess nine could be bigger. But I think either way, I think they'll both be pretty pretty exciting episodes. I think if they ended the season with the red wedding, that would be that would probably piss a lot of people off. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, right. so it is kind of important for them to have that that resolution um, and to look ahead to to next season. But with that being said, you know what Phil brought up earlier: if they do move things around to end the season the way that he was talking about, I think 10 could be just as just as cool. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of different things to speculate toward, lots of excitement to be had. And yes, we will visit a lot of your opinions, including some of our changed opinions over the week, because I'm sure there's going to be more press and stuff leading into it after this Memorial Day weekend is finished. 
We have been, uh, on the other hand, talking amongst ourselves quite often regularly, figuring out exactly what we think would be the most fun way to bring you content post-season. So we we have a lot of really fun stuff planned that's going to have um, a lot of interaction. We're going to be telling you guys all about that, pushing that through our Twitter, through winnerscoming.net, and, and all that crap. So if you're interested, uh, it's going to be a fun time. So stick around. It is a great time to be a fan of Game of Thrones. It really and is. We're we're pleased that you're here to share this experience with us. And uh, just, you know, again, quickly about uh, how to contact us. We say this on each episode, but if you want to tweet at us, we are at twitter.com slash game of owns on Facebook, facebook.com slash game of owns. And our email address is contact at game of If you want to see Phil and Marco muse endlessly about the constant stream of stuff that's coming in regarding the show and the book series and all those great things, I think we all know how to do it by now. But just in case you don't, winter is coming dot net because it is coming right phil it's on its way it's, yeah for four years or three years three years of, <laughs> three years of the show four years of the website and of course you can rate and review us on itunes where you most likely downloaded this episode um or even if you didn't if you hit the play button on winnerscoming.net or gameofowns.com you can still head over to itunes and uh give us a five star rate and review for this memorial day weekend we are still in the month of May, so nothing less than five stars is acceptable. We've talked about it before. You know the drill by now. There's lots of other people out there who are fans of the show and the books, and it's a great chance for them to learn about our podcast by you telling them what you like so much uh, about what we have to say each and every week, if that's true, if you actually like what we have to say. If you don't, then don't even bother rating or reviewing us. <laughs> Just walk away. Quite frankly, Just why the away. hell are you listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> we do have to say, though, once again, disclaimer, we do not work for HBO. <laughs> yes. So that Liberace movie that I'll be watching tonight yes, is only yes. because I'm interested in candelabras. Yes. Rest in development. Just premiered on Netflix. It was shot on red as well. You can upgrade to your new red dragon sensor for only $9,000. When does the newsroom start? Uh, July 15th, actually. It's when the season premiere of the second season ever of Newsroom happens. It's going to be exciting. Have they been setting it up as a mystery? Like, what is behind the candelabra? I've never asked that question before, but I'm watching it in a couple hours. It's fire. (laughs) Obviously, we are all very excited about what there is to come moving forward. It is Sunday afternoon, and we all probably have our own vegetables and meats grilling outside on the barbecue grill, but I'm super glad we all met today to still bring a Monday episode, right? All right? Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's going to yes. be good. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Monday. You're listening to this episode. Thank you for listening. Even though there wasn't a big episode this week, we are Game of Owns. We'll see you on Wednesday for our commentary episode. I am Eric Skull. I'm Phil Bicking. And I'm Marco. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Mike Tannenbaum. And I'll figure this out in post-production. Sam, <laughs> 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 Eric, you listen up, motherfucker. If you give me shit one more time for leaving that dragon glass behind, I'm going to come to your house and stab you in the f***ing throat. You got How it? are you going to stab me when you forgot the f***ing dagger, Sam? You don't think there are other knives Fat, lying stupid, around? stupid bastard. Come on, pick up the I'm dagger. I'm not a bastard. Come on. John's pick the bastard. The Can't you keep shit straight? Doesn't Wikipedia tell you anything? It's rated explicit, but not really. Not really.